at Scotland County Hospital are in the danger zone. With the, the positivity rates being high, we have both staff uh, members nursing as well as ancillary staff members that are in quarantine. California Governor Gavin Newsom is warning ICU beds in his state could be full before Christmas. He's threatening full stay-at-home orders within the next few days. British researchers may have cracked a COVID mystery. Three months after leaving the hospital, the COVID patients continued to experience breathlessness, yet their lungs appeared normal. But when the Oxford University team had the patients inhale xenon gas, which acts like oxygen but can be tracked in an MRI scanner, they got a different picture. The abnormalities we saw on the xenon scans in their lungs were quite striking. Researcher Fergus Gleason is now expanding his study to learn more about the damage and how long it lasts. Vicki Barker, CBS News, London. There's pushback over President-elect Biden's choice to head up the Office of Budget and Management near a Tandon. Correspondent Ed O'Keefe. Tandon, head of the Liberal Center for American Progress think tank, is already drawing criticism from some Republican lawmakers. They argue she's been too critical of President Trump and GOP lawmakers on Twitter. Mr. Biden is scheduled to unveil his economic team today. New discoveries beyond Earth. CBS's Elaine Cobb has details from the Foreign Desk. A million new galaxies have been discovered thanks to a powerful new telescope in the Australian outback. They came to light as scientists mapped the southern sky, and it all happened in just 300 hours. Previously, that would have taken 10 years. Sales have been booming for independent businesses on Amazon Black Friday through Cyber Monday. The company reports an increase of more than 60% over last year. s and P-Futures are up 34 ahead of the opening bell. Dow Futures ahead 312. This is CBS News. Today, stronger immunity and better nutrition are more important than ever. That's why Eggland's Best gives you and your family more. That's healthy news for everyone. Only Eggland's Best. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents... Nemo, I love how we're always looking out for each other. Kind of like how Liberty Mutual looks out for you by customizing your home insurance. So you only pay for what you do. Nemo! Nemo! Why didn't you tell me about the uncovered manhole? I was literally just telling you. Nemo, I had no idea you could swim. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. At the Home Depot, get Black Friday pricing now through December on great gift ideas for any doer on your list. Like a Ryobi Impact Drill Driver Kit for just $99. Bucks. Was $129. Save on top tools, appliances, the latest in smart home tech, even holiday decor to light up the living room or bring joy to the neighborhood. Black Friday savings. In-store, online, store-wide. Gift giving. Improved. From the Home Depot. How doers get more done. U.S. only Waspa's last C-store for details. the government dearly. The IRS admitted to mistakenly sending $1,200 federal stimulus checks to foreigners living abroad. Initially, the agency blamed the confusion on those non-citizens' tax returns, but some who didn't pay taxes in the U.S. still received the checks. According to the Inspector General for the Treasury Tax Administrator, as much as $34 million went to foreign addresses, though that total includes people who were eligible for the COVID relief payments. Lilia Luciano, CBS News. With 
coronavirus cases still on the rise, Starbucks is bringing back a freebie. Healthcare workers and first responders who show ID can get free tall brewed coffee, hot or iced, through December 31st. The company offered free coffee at the beginning of the pandemic and gave out more than 2 million cups between March and the end of May. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I think this stuff works. I don't seem to have the highs and the lows. You know how sometimes you get real slow and low during the day? And I'm a type A guy, so I go a lot. And I'm more alert, and it seems like I don't seem to feel famished. And it's not very expensive. And the idea of having that freeze-dried or that nutrient in that capsule... And who's going to eat all those vegetables? You know, most of us don't eat right anyway. So whatever the science behind this, I think balance of nature is a great idea. And I, I'm going to probably stay with it until I drop. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code FRUITS. I saved big money with the Progressive Home and Auto Bundle, so I finally bought that new set of golf clubs. Watch out, Fairway. Here I come. This is not a real testimonial. Sure, customers can save big with Progressive, but your other expenses won't just disappear. Are those clubs going to help you when the hot water heater dies? Also, it sounds like your money is better spent on golf lessons. Time to go shoot the course record. No, but maybe time for a reality check. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Sales are rising quickly, but without another lead baker, Dale's Bakery is going to feel the heat. Hey, you're baking alone today. I have to handle this order for the restaurant down the street. Cool, but who's going to handle the pastries? Needs to hire. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. The moment you sponsor a job on Indeed, you get a short list of quality candidates from our resume database. Indeed delivers two and a half times more hires than the other branded job sites combined, according to Breezy HR 2019. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get a $75 credit for your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. 
Rutland Bottle Gas here. If it's propane, we do it. Residential service, commercial cylinder exchange, residential 100-pound cylinder exchange, auto gas, commercial bulk service, agriculture applications, and many more propane-related services that are too many to mention. We service northern West Virginia and many counties in central and southern Ohio. Give us a call at our Rutland location at 740-742-2511 or our Plains location at 740-797-4675 or you can visit us at rutlandbottlegas.com. Hi, it's Randy and Boots from the Auto Smarts Radio Network. And why should you listen to our show on this station? Well, Boots is a man of many talents and has knowledge you won't believe. Just listen. Hey, Boots, what's your favorite thing to talk about? Cars. Rick Ocasek was the lead singer of what band? My cars. What was Gary Newman's biggest selling song? Cars. Who was the all-time leading scorer in Notre Dame basketball history? Car. That's right, Austin Carr. Anything you'd like to add? Cars, cars, cars. 57 Chevy. Cars. That's Auto Smarts. Friday afternoons at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. That's a 57 Chevy. Cars, cars, cars. Some say we've lost our touch. That we don't build things with lasting detail. Or worse, that we just don't bother. Really. Are we the people who built a country? Who rely on ourselves to get things done? Well, there's really only one way to tell if we've lost our grip. Next time you see someone wearing Carhartt, just shake their hand. Max Thrifty Shop, 940 East State Street, 592-3773. In today's world, the last thing you need is a broken cell phone. If you've got equipment in need of repair, and more. Plus, during the health crisis, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair offers home pickup and delivery and a contact-free drop-off kiosk outside the store. Don't work from home with a busted computer. Call 740-590-1677 or visit the shop at 386 Richland Avenue, Athens. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM as simple as that mercy it has been such a um, confusing distressing time this whole COVID thing um, add to that uh, the absence of uh, my wife being out in California for a couple months and she'll return here in 10 days 9 days I guess Yes, I'm counting the days. Um, it's just difficult. And um, I'm a social guy. I like to see people and not go eat alone a meal or and really 
both Pan and I are good cooks, but once the kids left, we don't have a whole great desire to cook unless we're entertaining others. You know what I mean? So anyway, well, enough about my problems. Good morning, folks. Look at that sunshine. <laughs> what? What sunshine? Anyway, the snow. Um, I got up in the middle of the night and I took a picture. And then this morning, took a picture, sent him off to uh, Pat out in California. And um, it's kind of neat. I like snow. I think it's fun to drive in. I think it's fun to play with and all that sort of thing. So, uh, Scott, go get uh, a bucket of snow and we'll throw some in here. Um, okay. If you know what I mean. All right, let's see here. Yeah. <laughs> where where do we go here? Um, did you bring these in? I didn't. Yeah, did I did. Oh, well done, man. Thank you. Sure. You're welcome. He brought in my thermos. Thought you might need a little shot. I do. <laughs> or two. <laughs> it may be something stronger. <laughs> That'll uh, make you sleepy again. No, no. <laughs> oh, the stronger caffeine content. Yeah. Like uh, about two or three Red Bulls. Something well, like I've that. D- I've never tried one of those sort of energy drinks, ever. I... It almost scares me because I'm afraid I'd be hyper. <laughs> Bouncing off the walls? Yeah. Yeah. But I know a lot of people do believe in them. All right. Well, today is the first day of December. Imagine that. Um, and as such, it's the National Day of Giving. It's National Pie Day. Um, Rosa Parks Day, National Eat a Red Apple Day, World Trick Shot Day, Day Without Art, Bifocals at the Monitor Liberation Day. Okay, I... A couple of these, I have no idea. Okay, so... uh, Let's do them. Which one do you want to do? You want to do, let's do World Trick Shot Day. Okay, what's that all about? That's one of them. Is that one of them? Yes, yes. Well, it it happens to be referencing the Harlem Globetrotters. Oh. The uh, originators of the trick shot. Yeah. Now, how many times have you seen them? Play? I saw them in the Convocation Center in 1968, okay. right after it opened. I have seen them, I'll bet, six times. They continue to um, amuse us and entertain us, and um, I think twice has been here in Athens that I've seen them here, but I've seen them in other places too. And it's. Um, Okay, trick shot day. I yeah, get that now, now. Now, does it get any better than Meadowlark Lemon and right. Curly Neal? Yes. Some of the originals. And Meadowlark Lemon making that half-court hook shot just about every time he shot it. Amazing. Yes. Amazing. Now, 
bifocals at the Monitor Liberation Day. Okay, my guess is, you know, how some of us need cheaters, as they call them, the reading glasses. Well, I, I have glasses that are called progressive. So yeah. if higher up, they're for farther away, lower down, they're for reading, right? Yes. Well, apparently this is encouraging you to free yourself from blurry images. It's observed annually on December 1st, and it comes in the form of maybe getting an eye exam. Okay. Getting your eyes checked. You I, should do that at least I, once a year. I do. I do as well. And it's odd that uh, most generally there has been a change in the uh, in what I should be wearing. Mm-hmm. Nothing severe, but just uh, enough that it would make a difference. Yeah, just a small tweak. So mm-hmm. another way they say to recognize this day is to step away from the computer and give your eyes a break. Well, I wish I could do that, but mercies, everything is so... Uh, we're so reliant on computers here at the radio station, and for that matter, any office Oh yes. today. Businesses, offices, schools, yeah. churches, you know, you name it, wherever there's business to be done. Telephone rang real early this morning, which doesn't <laughs> happen. It did. uh, didn't happen. Doesn't happen too often. Oh, okay. I thought maybe you were getting a school alert. School well, closing. okay. Yes, that's not there. that's where I was going. Oh, okay. And I glanced <laughs> over and it said Tom Gibbs, right? So I didn't answer it. I knew exactly what it was, and because sometimes grandparents are responsible for their grandkids. You know, I'm in their system. Right. Uh, but that um, didn't pertain to me today. What with COVID, I haven't seen my grandkids in months. Well, I mean, through a window, but that's not seeing them. You know what I mean? Yeah, not the traditional way of seeing them. Hugging and rolling around and what playing we, yeah, what with we, the dog and... What we typically think of. Okay, now let's see. Have we eaten all, or eaten? Have we bifocals at Monitor Liberation? A day without art. Why are they pushing that? Uh, that's a good question. When I saw that earlier, I thought, well, why can't we have art every day? But that was just yeah. my thought. It uh, <clears throat> Apparently coincides with National AIDS Day and was started by a committee with a visual AIDS organization in response to the AIDS crisis. So um, they say it is a day of mourning, recognizing lives lost to AIDS, and a moving visual demonstration of the life without art symbolizes the vibrant beauty that AIDS takes away from us all. Well, we've said it before. We'll say it again. It's Tuesday. It's December 1st. It's also uh, 2020, the year. This is the 336th day of this calendar year. There are 30 days left. Our highlight in history, and we've sort of touched on this in mentioning that it was Rosa Parks Day. 
but on uh, December 1st, 1955, Rosa Parks, a black seamstress, was arrested after refusing to give up her seat to a white man on a Montgomery, Alabama city bus. And the um, the incident sparked a year-long boycott of buses by blacks living there. <laughs> First of all, imagine a man saying, um, I would like that seat. And a woman sitting there. Right? Now, I mean, they don't say anything about how he might have been all crippled up and hard, you know. I, I don't think that was the case. Or that would have had more impact on the story. But he simply said, um, please get up, I want that seat. Yeah, it was actually the bus driver who did that. <clears throat> Um, well, anyway, um, the story I have here reads a little bit different. Okay. Anyway, the point is, I just can't imagine my having the chutzpah to do that in the first place. Oh, I couldn't do it. Which really speaks to how awful things were back then. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, according to one of, you know, the opposite would be my case. I'd be sitting there, and a woman would walk up, and I would offer her my seat. Sure, likewise, I would too. And skin color matters none. Yeah, not at all. Oh well. But the story I'm seeing it says the Montgomery, Alabama city ordinance allowed bus drivers to assign seating. However, it did not permit them to demand passengers give up their seats. All so right. the bus driver asked her to give up her seat, apparently. Let's see, what else on this date? Um, in 1824, the presidential election was turned over to the U.S. House of Representatives when a deadlock developed between the uh, vote counts. <laughs> We're talking about John Quincy Adams, Andrew Jackson, William H. Crawford, and Henry Clay. A four-way race that ended up with Adams being the winner. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. <laughs> so, you know, the so interesting familiar. thing is... Okay, so I guess that the Trump... President Trump Organization... Um, has said that we want recounts in the following areas and we are willing to pay for that to be done. And so those areas typically are states, right? Certain states. And if I understand it, uh, I've seen two results of those. And in each case, like... um, only 138 or 149 votes 
were corrected and they were in favor of Mr. Biden, former Vice President Biden. And I guess that one, the one I heard about last night was like, it cost um, $3 million, which the Trump campaign, see here I'm doing it. I've gotten into the habit. President Trump's campaign. What is it I'm doing? I'm doing what I've complained about in that we don't show enough respect for the office of presidency and for us to simply say Trump I think is disrespectful. It doesn't matter how you feel about the man. I think the president of our nation needs to be I'll stop. Okay. Um, anyway, so the point is, after several of these so far um, recounts, uh, they have not affected things at all. In fact, maybe a little bit the other way. Oh, well. There's, yeah, quite possibly so. There are so many intricacies that are going oh, yeah. on with all this. You know, with the signatures matching up the amounts of envelopes that were mailed or, you know, deceased votes, deceased people voting, uh, you know, things like voting twice. Just so many different things that are going on with, with all of this recounting stuff. So, you know, it just, you, you get one thing one day and then there's something else added into it the next day the other thing is it was made so confusing and what i'm talking about is i probably in our post office a postal box on the side of our house we probably received and i'm not kidding now a dozen different things saying return this to vote absentee but some of them were um, printed by uh, the president's committee some of them by the vice president's committee uh, some of them by the democratic party some of them by the republican party you know i don't think that should be allowed as a campaign means yeah it, it the envelope should come from one place yep and that is your board of elections so it became very confusing yeah i and, mean you um, know streamlining is usually a pretty good thing sure i and did you, i did receive a little text message from a neighbor who i didn't know or i think i don't think i know him but they indicated they had found my ballot down the street <laughs> in the yard. And they returned it to my post office slot, which I appreciated. Oh, yeah. But my post office box on the house has a lid. 
It is in a place where a big wind couldn't lift the lid. How did that happen? Oh, fishy. <laughs> well, along with getting the ballots from one place, I it would be nice in a perfect world if the ballots were all counted the same instead of in different states, different types of computers counting, you know, so we could get this tabulation right once and for all, whichever way it goes. And again, there there are different states that have different ways of tabulating votes. Yeah, I mean, but look how many different computers we have staring at us right now. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's in, why I said in a, in a perfect world. And, um, well, anyway. Yeah. We've beaten this up pretty good. Um, let's see, what else do we have here today in way of history? In 1969, the U.S. government held its first draft lottery since World War II. Are they talking about drafting people to serve in the service? Yes. That was my presumption. Well, then I was in that one, the earliest one. I thought the draft had been in existence a few years at least before me. I think it was, but I think at one time uh, it was paused. Oh. Um, What was the year that was given there? 1969. I know the draft was abolished, geez, when, 70, Here's how it 74? Uh, the 19, in 1969, the U.S. government held its first draft lottery since World War II. Hmm. I did not realize I was in either the first or second round of that. But that's when I that's when I was drafted. Sixty nine? Yes. Let's see. Oh. The secret select oh, not the secret. The selective service system conducted two lotteries to determine the order of call to military service in Vietnam for men born from January first, nineteen forty four. To December 31st, 1950. These lotteries occurred during a period of conscription in the United States that lasted from 1947 to 1973. It was the first time a lottery system had been used to select men for military service since 1942. And let me, um, and I, I'm not trying to make any weird statement here, but the lottery only affected the male gender, right? Correct. Okay. Cor- yes, according to this. 
Well, let's move on. Uh, let's see here. Lee Trevino is 81. Oh, Woody Allen is 85 today. Actor and director. I have i don't think I've ever watched something he was involved in that I didn't like. Uh, real character. Yes. Uh, we have a caller right now, though, so we'll interrupt these birthdays and uh, see what's on their mind. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I have, I have a question. Quest away. Has anybody has, has anybody explained why we're supposed to continue wearing masks after we get the flu vaccine? Well, actually, I've not heard that specifically said, but obviously you have. Um, did, well, was it, well, Fauci said it. Fauci okay. said it yesterday or day before. So, well, he didn't, he didn't explain why why that would be necessary. Um, did he say for how long a period of time? No. Okay, so first <laughs> off, let's, 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 let's think about this for a minute. And I don't have an answer. And I don't know that okay. even what I'm thinking is correct, but I'll try it anyway. Number one, it's a two-step uh, vaccine. You get one dose, and then two weeks later... A second dose so it could be that during that period of time uh, they would say that you're still not fully uh, pumped up ramped up enough yet to avoid it completely that's one possibility uh, and even after you take the second dose it might be another two weeks and then they'd say now you're fully ramped up so in theory, one month after you take your first dose, um, you're cool then. But I haven't heard anybody say it. Number two. No. No, what? I no, I haven't heard anybody explain it either. Yeah, but that seems to be a common sense in my head, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, number two yeah, it, is that... Um, For other people's protections who have not had the opportunity to have the vaccines yet, because it's going to be done in stages. We, we've heard healthcare workers first, then underlying health conditions, and then and so on. As they get through the, um, the group, Has anyone said it may take as long as X number of months to do everybody? I think they were, they're proposing June. Okay, that by June everybody would have received it. I think so. Okay. Well, that's not too bad. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, I'm just guessing at things uh, based upon, I don't know, things I've heard. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? You know, you know. Well, I th I think without a good explanation, uh, people are going to naturally throw their masks in the trash as soon as they get the shot. I mean, it, they're going to have to explain, as you just did, the actual reason why they want people to co keep wearing those masks. I, I'm because not. It's, it's I'm not counterintuitive. I'm going to wallpaper a room with all the masks we have. 
<laughs> I think, yeah. you know, um, and there are all manner of masks. And I tell you, I don't know how we came to own so many. And some of them are amusing and others are just blah. But um, the um, I bet I have three packages of multiple masks in each car right now. Mm -hmm. Not to mention a whole bucket full of different masks at home. And that's amazing because a short time ago there was a shortage. Yeah. Now, the Ohio Association of Broadcasters, uh, they were trying to do their bit to help all their members. They sent us 150 masks. And, you know, we've used probably 20% of them. <laughs> mm -hmm. Because, um, first of all, they're a good quality and they can be washed. And, uh, yeah. anyway. Well, I don't have an exact answer. I only have guesses. Okay. But, that, you know, my, I guess my, my concern was that without, a, without an explanation, and that's what I would do, too. If I got the shot, I'd say, I don't need that mask anymore. Mm. Throw it away. Because that's really what the vaccine is for. Yeah, but, you know, it takes a while for the vaccine to build up its uh, punch. So, you know. Oh, I understand that. Yeah. You know, say, okay, you got to wear this mask for for three weeks mm -hmm. after you get the shot. And and that that would be an explanation. But so far, that that's not forthcoming. So, You know, um, there's a woman by the name of Gwen Fisher. And... Um, um, previously, her last name was Bresnahan, which is my, um, my stepson's last name, right? In other words, mm -hmm. his first wife, she is the head of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Mm -hmm. And, um, wow. Yeah, she's pretty busy. Well, um... I miss seeing you guys, by the way. The, uh, folks, uh, this is a group that I enjoy socializing with, and we've had it different, haven't we? This this too will pass. Yeah. Well, sooner yeah. sooner rather than later, I hope. It'll be good, yeah. Okay. Okay, well, Thank thanks you. for the explanation. You bet. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. 970-WATH-971 on FM as well. Well, you know, I just I was thinking as you guys were having a conversation, uh, Dr. Fauci has flip-flopped back and forth because earlier, I think it was in October, as I'm seeing, that he said that uh, masks wouldn't help that much. Now he's saying that they do. Uh, so he went from one to the other, and then I think that caused a little bit of confusion nationwide. Um, I don't know if he was instructed to say that. I don't. I would like to think he is I don't think strong he, enough to say, as a doctor, yeah. you know, but he what his true medical reasoning is. In working with his associates who are doctors. Correct. He may have then came, come to the conclusion that his initial thoughts weren't 
exactly right. That's quite possible. Now I'm reading something from CNBC that was uh, written on November 16th, what, 15, 16 days ago, that social distancing will be needed after a COVID-19 vaccine. And he goes on to say it's not going to be a light switch back to not wearing a mask. So he is still recommending that people wear masks and practice social distancing after the uh, COVID-19 vaccinations. And this is after they were proved uh, 90% effective, 90 to 94. Um, And again, the CDC is also recommending uh, wearing a mask, including after a COVID-19 vaccination. What was the... uh Started with R, Remedizir or something like that. Yeah, yeah. That the president actually used when he got it. And there is a good bit of speculation, or rather proof, I guess, that um, it makes it easier to get through it, right? Yes. Um, You know, I think that's going to be... That product or similar products are going to be uh, much in need as well. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, th- I think so too. And and you know we're but we're gonna we're gonna get through it, and oh, yeah. it's gonna be sooner now rather than much later. And you know to think about it, when vaccines have been developed over the course of history, mm-hmm. it has taken what two, three, sometimes. Five ten years oh, yeah. to ve- to develop one. I mean, for me, this is remarkable that it's been developed in such a short period of time, and a, and a tip of the hat to modern medicine mm-hmm. to do just that. Um, you the, know, with this pandemic. I've told this story more than once on the air over the years, and I guess particularly since this. Coronavirus, that's the way we used to call it. Yep. But I, I'm guessing I might have been eight or nine years of age. I don't know. I guess we could look up the year and figure it out. But, of course, uh, in my home, we went to church every Sunday. And I was very active in my church. So were my parents. And it was Presbyterian church. Uh, And right afterwards, on this one particular Sunday, everybody went down to Worthington High School. Now they call it Worthington Kilbourne High School. No, 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 that's not true. Thomas Worthington High School. Kilbourne uh, was built built later on. Anyway, down to the high school, to the gymnasium. And there were cars parked everywhere. And we went inside and received the polio vaccination. Women, men, children, everybody. And it was like um, uh, like having a convention inside that very large gymnasium. Wall-to-wall people. Okay, now on the other hand, I remember being in the service, right? 
and you would receive um, as part of basic training and also once you were assigned once you knew where you were going to be headed off to you receive certain vaccines or inoculations or whatever you want to call them and they did them with an air thing an air gun yeah yeah i've had those and they would say do not move yeah because the puncture of the air pressure if you just moved your shoulder ever so slightly would cause a um, like a knife slice yeah skin tear well no deeper than that yeah um and there were young men in my line who were freaking out, you know. And I wasn't too happy about it either. But after having it on three or four occasions during my years in the service, um, you know, it, you just knew, do not flinch. Yeah, I, I remember getting those in I seem to remember getting them in school. The air pressure yeah. thing? Yeah. That, good um you know, we had a school nurse mm-hmm. as back in the day, as they say, and we were administered vaccinations that way. And then, um, of course, the doctor's office, I remember vaccinations there. We so started with some birthdays. Let's continue. Uh, Diane Lennon, as in the Lennon sisters, is 81 today. I remember watching them on the uh, Lawrence Welk Show. Yes. And unlike most of his cast and entertainers, they eventually did go solo. But um, my parents uh, forced me (laughs) to watch Lawrence Welk. And I tell you, I didn't mind too much. <laughs> what? That's good. But it was okay. <laughs> that was a. It just made me think. If you got grounded, you had to watch Lawrence Welk's show. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't punitive. They just loved the show so much that they wanted me to enjoy it. Oh, Dad loved that show. Still, even the reruns, he watched them frequently. Now, David Saltzman. Um. Not not the David Saltzman that works here at WATA. Different spelling. Only slightly. Um, but he's a um, television producer. He's 77 today. Um, let's see here. Bet Midler, 75. That's amazing. Uh, the former child actor Keith Thibodeau. Thibodeau, who was on I Love Lucy TV series, is now today 70. (laughs) Mm. Uh, Senator Rick Scott, Republican from Florida, is 68. Actor Charlie Tilton, 62. That's amazing. 
from Dallas. I remember watching that show when I was younger, and she was just a child actress. Charlene. Then. Yeah. Yeah, 62. I think every Charlene I've met has been kind of cool when I think about that. Why did I think about that? I just, you just do. I just do. <laughs> um... Sarah Silverman, who's um, a comedian, but also an actress, 50. I'm scanning through here. I don't want to hit every name because there's so many. In fact, let me just skip down some here. Let's see here. Okay, youngest person listed is an actor, Jackson Nickel, or Nicole, Who's 17. I wonder what he's in. But uh, way to go. All right, let's see here. Let's move on. Temperature-wise, um, yeah, it's, 30, it's uh, 30 degrees outside. Um, it says our high today will be 31, so we've got one to go. Tonight, 20. Tomorrow, 42. Thursday, 45. Friday, 46. Folks, the snow that's beautiful outside, and, you know, it's, it's one of those snowfalls that collected on every little limb, so it makes it extra scenic, uh, and yet the highways are in good shape. Uh, it's not going to be here very long, okay? Just probably 24 hours more, and that's it. Um, it is painting a pretty picture it is i took a picture this morning out the window and sent it off to pat in california oh nice you know we're gonna have wind chills today in the teens too according to brian hughes Mm -hmm. so it's going to be windy gusting winds he's saying as high as uh right around 30 miles per hour so with that i always encourage folks to please check on your outdoor pets make sure that they can get into sheltered areas that their uh, water is fresh, not frozen, yep. and they're not tangled up somewhere that they cannot get into their housing areas. So please check on that. We, we thank you. Some some years ago, we bought these tanks that sit on a base, so the water bowl keeps refilling itself out oh, of yeah. the tank. Mm-hmm. They do a pretty good job. Yeah, good. And uh, rarely do they freeze entirely. Yeah, that's good. Okay, um, we have one inside and two outside. The only one that freezes is the one inside. <laughs> um, inside? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> On this date in 1913, the Ford Motor Company institute the, institutes the world's first moving assembly line for the Model T. Ford. Okay, let's see here. Bette Midler, we already mentioned, today's her 75th birthday. Mary Martin, remember her? Actress. Uh, what was that one particular kid-friendly show she was in? Anyway, she... Mary Martin. She was uh, born on this date in 1913, but died in 1990. Mary Martin. David Ben-Gurion died on this date in set 1973. 
Oh, she was in Peter Pan. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. And <clears throat> did that help? Okay, let's talk about um, something really important. The best and worst cities for singles. Oh, I thought for sure you were going to art turf when you said really important, but go on. Well, what do you think is more important in your life? Oh, they are equally important. You're single. <laughs> well, anyway. Uh, finding love can be tough, especially in 2020 during the COVID-19 pandemic. Different cities have reopened at different rates, and some are hit harder by the pandemic than others. Plus, even if there are ample places to go for an outing, many people are strapped for cash, and the average date costs over 100 bucks. It certainly pays to live in a place where dating activities, such as dining out or watching a movie, are relatively cheaper. Uh, they go on, more entertainment choices and low-cost living. Okay, I'm going to stop there, because I think I have a caller, and I don't want him to wait. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. I think Coach Turf is retired for the year. Is he? Uh, the last one you had said this was the wrap-up show for the year, and we hope to... Be able to bring, we're going to bring back everybody from last year, plus we're hoping to get new people and everything's fine and everything's fine. Well, well I, I've got, got one queued up here. We today. got a little ahead. That was supposed to be last Thursday. Oh, shucks. I was re okay. celebrating. Yeah. That we, it was over with. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, one reason you might celebrate anyway <laughs> is today's birthday. Whose? Yours? Oh. That's right. Oh, you forgot? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Happy I, birthday. Well, thank you. I, <laughs> I didn't call for that, but I did want to say, um, when you were talking about ballots this morning, mm -hmm. I know one thing that you were getting from everywhere was the application to receive a ballot that you have to send to your local election. But I thought it was done in a very confusing manner. I didn't. Okay. I, I thought it was done well, and I th think one of the things that the Republicans forget is the reason we all went absentee was to avoid going to a polling place where we might catch this virus. That had a lot but, to do with it. Yeah, we, we weren't allowed to vote until June or something like that because we postponed it and postponed it, and they were encouraging us to do everything absentee. And now that we're doing that, and we did that, Except the Republicans, with President Trump saying, you better go make sure it gets counted and recorded and not washed up. Trump was doing nothing but starting his campaign to run again in 2024. Mm -hmm. He's <laughs> painting a black picture on our President-elect Biden. He's going to say he was an illegally... Um, I get it. Appointed, you know, and it goes on and on. But uh, there, I got everything out. <laughs> I mean, and still, the time for us to run our turf. Yeah, go celebrate. Okay. While yeah. you're listening to our turf.
Oh, my. Maybe this will be the last one. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> maybe we'll find another few in the drawer. If, if you stop <laughs> doing that, I'd consider that a birthday present. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Thanks oh, a lot. Thank you. Okay, okay bye-bye. Uh, yeah, we better get this going here if we're going to do it. Um, and I don't even know if we have enough time as it is, but let's, uh, let's see here. I-N-E-P-G. In Tech. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters. Raw, raw, raw. We're here in the press box at Flushing Stadium following the toilet bowl game as the Oysters and Flushing State played in this toilet bowl and Coach Art Turk visiting with us after the game. Coach, first of all, I'll, I'll ask me get in here. Is your, here. is your mic uh, on and everything set up to go? Hello, hello, Captain. That was a long walk up the uh, stadium steps here they to the box. They need to put elevators in these buildings. Coach Turf, uh, you look like you've uh, been run through the ringer out there. I, I wonder if... Uh, heartbreaking, heartbreaking. I can't stand any more of these heartbreaking. Do I uh, really need to ask you what kind of game it was? Well, let me correct myself here. Well, you know, we just got through playing this ball game, and uh, this, this it was an exciting ball game, and I guess, well, it was a fine ball game. You know, where we, we, we played a fine ball game. I can't say anything but for all the mamas and daddies and grandmamas and granddaddies out there listening to see how their boys done. Y'all's boys give a fine effort. They played a fine ball game on offense and defense and special teams. Of course, now I do want to say that the boys over to Flushing State played a fine ball game. And, of course, now with all the fans seen when everything was all over, said and done with just a few minutes ago, it was a fine ball game. Coach Turf, it appears that you've almost lost your voice out there on the on the field. Well, that ain't the only thing I lost. The only thing I lost was the ball game. I'll be back with you, Coach Turf. Time to collect his thoughts and be back with more right after we pause for this message. And we're back with you in the press box at Flushing Stadium following the Oysters' overtime loss, 15-9 to to Flushing State here in the Toilet Bowl game. Coach Turf, I uh, see you've regained your composure somewhat I, after... I, yeah, I'm feeling a whole lot better now, but still, it was heartbreaking. That's another one of them heartbreaking losses. I don't know if I can put up with any more of them heartbreaking losses. You've had some tough ones here toward the end of the season, Coach, and this was no exception. Let's let's go back to the final uh, few seconds of regulation play, if we can, with your team leading 9-7, to seven, fourth down, deep in your own territory, and... Everybody, you'd think, think we'd punt the ball out of there. Everybody in the stadium was thinking uh, that the Oysters would be punting the ball out. What uh, what happened? Well, you know, the fans wanted us to punt the ball out of there. The broadcasters wanted us to punt the ball out of there. The writers wanted us to punt the ball out of there. And I wanted to punt the ball out of there. And I, I, I was down there on the sideline looking around for our punter, Shank Wedgman, looking all over for him, couldn't even find it. What uh, what happened to Wedgman, Coach? Well, you know, you'd think in a stadium called Flushing Stadium, playing in a place called the Toilet Bowl, that you'd have a little bit more convenient facilities than having to go clean over to Section B. So Wedgman was uh, not available when it came time to punt the ball. I bet this is the first time in the history of football anybody ever lost a ball game because their punter was in the bathroom. Well, whether it is or not, we're out of time, folks. And, of course, that was a repeat. we got to figure out how to keep track of these a little better. But in our 71st year of hang in there and we'll see them on Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WBTH This is CBS News on the Hour, your home for original reporting. I'm Debbie.
CBS News has learned Pfizer's coronavirus vaccine begins rolling out to states on December 15th. Medical contributor Dr. David Agus hopes doctors, nurses, and the elderly will go first. 21 million healthcare workers in the United States. You've got about 3 million long-term care and nursing home residents in the United States. And you've got about 20 million doses initially. The Transportation Department has just announced it's made preparations for immediate mass shipments. And they can't get there soon enough. The number of people hospitalized with COVID has tripled in the U.S. in two months. Correspondent David Begno. Hospitals in New York State are already short-staffed, prompting the governor there to announce emergency hospital measures. Now, his plan includes a call for retired doctors and nurses to return to the front lines. California Governor Gavin Newsom is threatening full stay-at-home work within the next few days. Fellow Republicans have filed articles of impeachment against Ohio Governor Mike DeWine for mandating masks and ordering businesses to close. He tells CBS this morning, I guess they have a right to go and file anything they want to, but we're going to stay focused on what we have to do. We're being hit very, very hard. One year after COVID was first detected in Wuhan, China, the city is largely back to normal. CBS's Rainy Innocencio is there. In this city of 11 million, the world's first epicenter of coronavirus, harsh lockdowns have given way to a hardcore nightlife. At Wuhan's Central Market, a food vendor tells us business is back and he's proud and happy. Husband and wife sailors from South Carolina have been placed in a mandatory 11-day quarantine in the British Virgin Islands. CBS's Meg Oliver. The couple says they, along with a friend and boat captain, were detained after their ship accidentally veered into the territory. We immediately turned the vessel around, but before we got back to the waters, the British Virgin Islands came up upon us and they said, you need to drop your sails and you need to follow us. In a statement, the local government said the persons were charged with illegal entry without the permission of an immigration officer. But the couple says they've yet to hear 